Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. I am back. And for today's episode, we're going to be doing week seven. I'm going to be doing week 17 predictions. And we're going to finally start with the year end lists. So we got the most disappointing albums. We got the top 50 best songs of the year. We got the top 50 best albums of 2023. We got the worst songs of the year. We got the worst albums of the year. Um, and then uh, we have football to talk about, basketball to talk about, noticeable couple birthdays today, celebrate a couple of those athletes' uh, birthdays today. And um, of course, tomorrow is the last day of the year. It is New Year's Eve tomorrow night and um, or tomorrow in general. And um, I will be doing the third annual, the third annual JC Versatility Podcast Award Show. Um, I did it last two seasons or last two seasons, sports terms, last two years um, to end 2022 and to end 2023 in a bang. 2021, I did one, but it was, I'm not going to lie. The one I did in 2021 was all right. The one I did in 2022, however, I really enjoyed that podcast. I'm excited to do it all again tomorrow. Um, dress for the occasion, everything, get ready for that uh, award show tomorrow. I got to prepare. Um, I have all the categories listed, but I don't have all of the nominees listed yet. But with a little bit of music tonight, I'll get that shit done. So tomorrow we'll have a fun time. I'm, I know I'm going to have a blast making that episode. It's going to be around almost two hours long because it's talking about the whole year in general, recapping things maybe I haven't even talked about throughout the whole year. You know what I mean? And uh, adding a little bit of spice to it. So Super excited for that, but that is for tomorrow's episode. For today's episode, we're just going to get straight to it. So let's start off with basketball because we, you know what I mean? We, we, we usually start off with baseball, but since baseball, nothing's going on in the in MLB right now. The season's over. There's not much to talk about. So let's talk about the games today first. So we only got six games today. We got the Heat and the Jazz. We got the Raptors, Pistons. Oh, man. Let's talk about the Pistons. Let's talk about the Pistons. Oh, man. So that Thursday game. Um, they played Boston and, um, they almost, they almost had it. They almost had it. The fact that Boston could have been the team that would have went down in history to lose to the 27 game losing streak to the Pistons. The fact that the Celtics were almost that team to get taken down. Oh, fuck. It was just a, it wasn't, oh my God. It would have been a dream come true to see this Pistons team fail. The script would have been perfect for this because if you don't know, Celtics, they're number one in the Eastern Conference. That's no surprise, unfortunately. 24 and six. They're undefeated at home. They have not lost a home game yet throughout the whole season so far. Um, and uh, I believe they're now 15 and 0 at home. They were 14-0 previous to this game, and the Pistons were giving them work. In that second, uh, after the second quarter, going into halftime, they were up by 19 points. The Pistons, yes, you heard that right. They were up by 19 points. I think it was like, uh, I forgot the score, but my goodness, it, it was like 49-68 or something like that at halftime. I mean, jeez. The Pistons almost had it. And then that third quarter, as you can see, they got outscored by fucking 19. Um, funny enough, they were up by 19 just to get outscored by 19 in the third quarter alone. Um, 35 points for the Boston Celtics in the third quarter. Then in the well, in the fourth quarter, they scored exactly. Both teams scored 26 points. Of, of, uh, again, that led them going to, into overtime. And, um, and then eventually the Celtics took care of business in overtime because... Mm -hmm. 
Obviously, the Pistons, as you know, they're the worst team in basketball. You know that in cl- in crunch time or in clutch time, as you will say, they're not going to fucking do anything. Um, but they almost had it. They almost had it. So, yes, 28 games, guys. 28 straight losses for the Pistons, man. Oh, man. 28 straight fucking losses it's it's oh my god it's terrible man it it is really terrible and they play tonight at home against the raptors <laughs> they, they i don't know i i mean hey at this point no nba team right now wants to be that team to lose to the to the boston Celtics to the detroit pistons i, I mean the, the, the raptors do not want to become that team that lose to the fucking pistons you know what i mean that breaks their losing streak you know what i mean so the, they're gonna just be playing their hardest just to not lose this game it's like it's like a winner go home situation like, like who bro i'm telling you whatever team loses to the pistons eventually whenever this streak ends the team that loses to the goddamn pistons they're gonna get clowned on even if they win the fucking championship probably the the, the haters are gonna oh my god social media is gonna have a field day when that happens so maybe that might happen tonight with the raptors the raptors are not a great team you know what I mean? But are they Pistons bad? No. But, you know, you never know. You, you never know what it could happen. I mean, the, the fucking Celtics almost lost to them. It was, a, it was, I mean, oh, my God. Could you imagine if the Celtics became that team that lost to the Pistons on Thursday? Oh, my God. Oh, I would have loved it as a Heat fan. Oh, my God. I would have loved it. It would have. I would have been on cloud fucking nine. I would have loved it so, so much. So, so much. I would have loved it. Um, But, yeah. So we got Raptors Pistons tonight. Actually, we have some good games today. All of my favorite teams playing the Heat, Sixers, and the Lakers. Wow, that's fun. Um, so the Heat are taking on the Jazz. You see how that goes. Uh, Knicks, Pacers, Lakers, Timberwolves. Um, this is gonna be tonight at 8 p.m. By the way, speaking of the Lakers, happy 39th birthday for LeBron James, man. 39 years old. To my glorious king, to my glorious King James, right here. The fucking go. Argue with a wall. Argue with your parents. Argue with your grandfather. Argue with your fucking cat. I don't give a shit. He is the go. You not. You're not going to change my mind. I don't fucking care. Sorry. Anyways, LeBron. Hope you enjoy your birthday, man. Today he's playing on his birthday, so I'm definitely gonna be watching. What is he gonna? What is he gonna pull off today? How many points is he dropping on his birthday today? He played last night against the Hornets. He had, what, 17 points? Or not not, not last night, excuse me, on Thursday night. I had 17 points, 25 minutes. I mean, I guess the Thunder, that game was crazy. He scored 47 and 7, um, 16, 9, and 8. It was not that it was On Christmas, he was about to get a triple dub almost. Um, and then the Hornets, he had 17 points, 11 rebounds. I mean, they destroyed the Hornets on Thursday. So today against the T-Wolves, let's see what happens, man. But, man, LeBron has been in the league for 21 years, as as everyone fucking knows at this point. And um, 39 years old, this bro turns 40 next year. That's crazy. He LeBron is turning 40 years old next year. Fuck, man. That That's... Jesus, uh, man, I- I'm hoping we get at least two, one more year of LeBron. After this season, maybe we can get one more. Maybe we can get one more. But, man, uh, honestly, you would be a LeBron thing if he retired at his 23rd season. You think LeBron go retire in his 23rd season? That would be cool, to retire in your own numbers amount of years. I have, I, I'm 23. 
I was six at some point, but I was mostly known as number 23. Let me retire on my 23rd season. So, hey, we have maybe two more years of LeBron. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So I would not mind it one bit. Let's go Lakers tonight. See what LeBron could do putting up. Um, let's see what he puts uh, puts up today uh, against the Timberwolves. The Sixers play against the Bulls tonight, and then the Mavericks play against the Warriors. So, and then there's games tomorrow. Damn, Lakers play again tomorrow night, back-to-back games against the Pelicans, Celtics, Spurs, Nets, Thunder, um, Hawks, Wizards, Hawks, Wizards, excuse me, Kings, Grizzlies, Magic, Suns, okay? Yeah, so I got the Heat, Pistons. Let's see if the Pistons win today. I, honestly, I'm just going to be rooting for the Pistons. I, at this point, I wanted to stop. 28 games is good enough. Why are they trying to get to 30? Come on, just win a game now. I got the Pacers winning, I got the Lakers winning, I got the Sixers winning, and I got the Ma- Mavericks. I'm going to go with the Mavericks instead of the Warriors. Let's see. Uh, I mean, I looked at the standings already a couple days ago. Nothing is much, nothing much have changed. So, as you can see here for yourself, nothing as much has changed here. So, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Um, oh, yeah, let's go to some of the bowl games that, uh, that happened in the past couple days. I already recapped, like, the bowl games uh, from like from before Thursday, I believe. So Thursday's bowl games, we had Oklahoma lose to Arizona, unfortunately. Then we had uh, Kansas State winning the Pop-Tarts Bowl against NC State. We had Boston College winning the Fenway Bowl. We had Miami losing again uh, to Rutgers in the Pinstripe Bowl. Then yesterday's games, we had I oh Mizzou, Mizzou, Missouri, Defeating Ohio State 14-3, Ohio State looked like absolute dog shit offensively. What the hell happened? Ohio State got shut down, destroyed, blasted. Ryan Day, the head coach for uh, the oh, for the Buckeyes, he still has not won a game against an SEC opponent. Wow, that's that's embarrassing. Um, y'all went to fucking y'all went to AT and T Stadium and put up three points. This was a team that could have, if they beat Michigan, they would have been in the college football playoffs. M- most likely, like that. That's crazy. This is this is the performance that that they show up. They didn't even fucking show up. What the hell was that, Ohio State? What the hell was that? Anyways. Oregon State also got destroyed. Uh, Notre Dame, 40-8. Final score there, that was uh, Clemson coming back against Kentucky. I mean, 38-35. to Close one. But Kentucky was, uh, I mean, they fucking choked. I mean, 28 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, Clemson, fourth quarter, my goodness. They, 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 they finally woke up in that fourth quarter, and they single-handedly just took down Kentucky in that quarter alone. So that was good enough for them there. Congrats to Clemson winning. And then Memphis taking down Iowa State 36 to 26. So those were the games from yesterday. Now, of course, we got some games today. One game already wrapped up. Penn State losing to Ole Miss 38 to 25. Man, man, my picks have been so mediocre, man. A lot of teams, man, Jesus, man. God damn. And then Auburn, who I have winning, they're getting smoked right now by Maryland. Right now is the Orange Bowl, so I'm watching right now the uh, Auburn Maryland game. Um, so it's going into the fourth quarter now, and then when that's ga- when that game is done, I'm gonna watch the Orange Bowl. But right now, as you can see, Georgia is up seven nil to Florida State. Um, and um, 
And then we have Toledo, Wyoming. Who the fuck's on C? Oh, it's on the CW. Okay, whatever. Uh, maybe I'll watch this game, but I'm definitely watching this one after. So, yeah. And then, of course, there's no game. There's no bowl games for tomorrow. But then when we get to New Year's Day, we got five games. And, of course, that includes the two semifinal college football playoff games, Alabama-Michigan versus Texas-Washington. Can I wait? Can I wait to see the Rose Bowl? Can I wait to see the Sugar Bowl? It's going to be exciting. And then these three games here should be fun to watch as well. I don't know if I'm going to watch Wisconsin. LSU. I'm definitely going to watch Liberty, Oregon, and then maybe I'll probably have it on another – I'll probably watch Iowa, Tennessee on my phone or some shit. Um because tomorrow is Sunday. We watch an NFL, baby. We watch, fuck, we watch a week 17 book football tomorrow. So that's what the fuck we're doing tomorrow. Um, but that's that for college football. Do I go straight to football? Let's go straight to football. We'll end, the, we'll end, we'll end it with the year endless. We'll, we will end the episode with the year endless. So let's get straight to football. I was going to do Pro Bowl voting, but you know what? I might just wait. I just might wait after this week is done. I feel like I kind of want to wait until the the season is over. So maybe I can hold off to the Pro Bowl like voting and stuff um, until um, until until the regular season wraps up. So I can hold off. hold this off for two more weeks. So fuck it. We'll see. But anyways, let's do my week 17 picks. So. Let's talk about the Thursday night football game first. Let's talk about the Jets and the Browns. So the Browns, they defeat the Jets 37-20. Very convincingly. Um, in that first half, 34 points the Browns scored. Second half, they didn't have to do much. They already did all the work in the first half. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. 19 for 29, 309 yards, three touchdowns, and a little it'll, 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 biddle interception. 37 to 20, the Cleveland Browns have clinched a playoff berth with the win over the Jets. Jets, obviously, 6 and 10, you know, they're, they're just sleeping, you know, um, thinking about Aaron Rodgers already winning a Super Bowl for them next season. That's what the Jets are doing right now. Um, they, you know, the season, they have one more game left. They cannot be more happy that the season is almost over for them. Um, they're just excited for next season. They they cannot wait for Aaron Rodgers to win that fucking Lombardi trophy and lift it um, in the spirits in the city of New York. Um, they may play in New Jersey, but it will be a New York celebration. I mean, that that's going to be a... That's, that's what they're envisioning right now. This Jets team has no power right now, you know? So, unfortunately, this season was a... a, a a disappointment for that, but hey, the Cleveland Browns. Let's talk about this Cleveland Browns team right now. Who wants to face the Cleveland Browns in the AFC right now? I don't think anybody was, wants to. To be honest with you, I don't think anybody wants to. Dolphins? Hmm. That's the, I don't know about that. I don't Oh, That's going to be tough. Our offense is awesome, but um, but that defense is really going to give us some problems. The Bills, red hot right now. They could challenge for the Browns, but it's going to be tough as well. The Ravens, they're probably the team that's maybe scarier than the Browns at the moment. But the fact that the Browns clinch a playoff berth, that's not only the only case right here. 
They also have a chance to get the number one seed in the AFC, by the way. Basically, the Ravens have to lose out, and then they have to win the next game. Um, the Browns have to win their week, week 18 game. I believe it's against the Steelers. It's against the Steelers, or it's or or it's probably against the Bengals. It's one of the it's it's a it's a divisional game. So um, or maybe they play the Ravens week eighteen. Let me see who they play week eighteen. I'm kind of curious now. Um, week eighteen they play again. Where the fuck do they? Where's the schedule? 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 Full schedule here. Um, week eighteen they play against the Bengals. Okay, so they play against the Bengals to end the season off. So that should be. That should be interesting. That should be interesting. Um, but yeah, um, Cleveland Browns, I mean, they have a chance to win the division, the AFC North, which all teams still are in contention to for a playoff spot in the uh, AFC North. That division is 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 just as competitive as you can imagine. Um, they're in the playoffs, obviously, so, so they're chilling right now with that defense looking amazing. Joe Flacco, this motherfucker just a month ago, was in his couch just taking care of his kids, fucking taking them to school, living like a regular civilian, taking a spirit airline. Just, you know what I mean? Just living a normal, healthy life. And now he is taking this Cleveland Browns team who've had three different quarterbacks to start the year before Flacco comes in. And he is leading this team to success. I mean, Joe Flacco not only is easily a candidate for comeback player of the year, one of the best stories of the whole season, one of the best storylines of the season. Joe fucking Flacco. And, and, and the fact that we just know that this man has this swagger to him already. Because it's no mystery. Because I don't know if I don't know if you've just been watching football just, you know, within the past couple of years. But if you've been watching football for at least 10 years from now, you know Joe Flacco was that guy. When he was in Baltimore and led the Ravens to that Super Bowl run. Um, beating the Niners in the Super Bowl, that whole trip, very reminiscent of when Nick Foles took over as the uh, as the starting quarterback after Carson Wentz got hurt, and then led the Eagles to their first Super Bowl in franchise history. That that Nick Foles, that Joe Flacco energy, and Joe Flacco beat Tom fucking Brady in the playoffs to win the Super Bowl. Right, let's talk about it. You you, you like. Joe Flacco has been there before. He has been there before. He knows what it is. He knows how it is to win the big game. I mean, let's talk about it, man. They won the God. Did. Let's talk about the Ravens in 2012. Like, they legit did everything they did. Like, they fucking... What was the postseason? Hold on, the postseason. I mean, <laughs> like, they beat the... And they, they won... Oh, I forgot they had four games, right? They played four games... Um, they had four games. What was the record again? Ten and six. Ten and six. So a while. I mean, ten and six wasn't a guarantee to make the postseason at that time. Still, because ten and six is still a really good record. But I mean, there. I mean, the Dolphins won ten and six two years ago, and they failed to make the playoffs. So it was kind of a, a same situation there. They easily beat the Colts. They won against the Broncos in a all-time classic divisional round matchup against the Broncos. You know, away in Denver, that was incredible. Beating the Patriots with Tom Brady at the helm. I, I mean, come on now. I mean, I mean, beating Tom Brady in the AFC Championship game, close enough to making to another Super Bowl appearance. 
come on now. Like, come on now. And I believe this was the year after the Patriots lost to the Giants for the second time, right? Um, to Eli Manning. So I believe it was the Giants who won it again when Eli won his second championship, beating the Patriots again in the Super Bowl. Um, this wasn't the perfect season for the Patriots, and then they got ruined. In this. this was 2007. 2011, the Giants won, and then the then the Niners – I mean, not the Niners, the Ravens, they beat the Niners in the Super Bowl this, this season right here in 2012. Man. So, yeah, Joe Flacco did this, guys. Joe Flacco did this. He won a Super Bowl. He led his team to victory. And, honestly, he looks just as good, if not maybe even better than when he was even playing at the helm. Of course, the playoffs is a different story. We'll see what he does in the playoffs. But he's cooking, guys. He's cooking. Don't let this Cleveland Browns team fool you. This team is deadly. We thought it was really just the defense. And we thought, hey, I mean, the Browns are without a quarterback. I mean, fucking – Sean Watson, they're paying all that money, and he hasn't looked even as good as Joe Flacco has been these last four games. You know, and yes, he was he was suspended, and he had injuries, and he hasn't looked at 100%, but even the games that he played where he wasn't suspended, obviously, and he wasn't feeling, you know, well, he wasn't injured. He didn't look amazing. He didn't look star Soup. He didn't look like a superstar. He didn't look like that 2019 Houston Texans Deshaun Watson. He didn't look like himself. He just looked like a washed version of himself. He just did not look great. DTR, I mean, he's young. We didn't expect it. Nobody expected much from DTR, right? He's a young quarterback. And then um, who else do they have? PJ Walker. I mean, he'll maybe give you one or two good games, and that's it, bro. You're not going to win a fucking Super Bowl with this dude. But fourth-string quarterback, Basically, because that's their fourth quarterback they've had all season for the Cleveland Browns. And they're having more success now than they've had with the other three quarterbacks they've had, especially Deshaun Watson, since we're really considering Deshaun Watson as the start, the franchise quarterback for this team. And um, despite the suspension, despite the injuries and, and then him coming back and not playing at his best, Joe Flacco has been taking care of this. And he's just been dealing. He's just been dealing. I don't know, man. This Browns team is dangerous. I mean, and the Browns making the playoffs. I mean, my goodness. This is the second time I've witnessed the Browns in the postseason. They made it with Baker Mayfield in 2020. I believe they won. uh, Man, yeah, that's when they beat the Steelers in the wild card round. And then they lost to the Chiefs in the the divisional round. I remember, man. I remember watching that game at one of my aunt's house, man. Man, that, that, man, the Browns, they're for real. They're actually for real. Like, we thought their season was done after Deshaun Watson was out, and they have nobody at quarterback, and this was going to be a Jets situation where, I mean, the Jet the Jet defense is stacked. Offensively, they look great, but without a quarterback that can pursue, my goodness. I mean, if Joe Flacco was on the Jets, he was on the Jets last season. Imagine, imagine them. Na- That's kind of weird, though. He was on the – I mean, he didn't get enough playing time, obviously, but, but imagine – Joe Flacco would have stayed in New York and would have probably, maybe, maybe would have had the same success he has in Cleveland. Um, or maybe would have had the same success he would have had in New York than he's having now in Cleveland. Like, who knows, man? Who fucking knows? But that's fun, man. The the the, the Browns, they clinched the playoff berth, and congrats to them, man. They're the dangerous team. I hate to admit it, but yeah. They're uh they're gonna be scary to watch in the postseason, especially as a Dolphins fan who's concerned that we might not get the division or the number one seed. 
But anyways, let's move on to the next game. We got tonight's game. We got the Lions and the Cowboys. Two heavyweights. Two heavyweights right here. These are two teams that are already in the postseason right now. The Lions, they clinched the NFC North. The Browns, not the Browns. Get out of my head. We're not talking about the Browns anymore. We're talking about the Dallas Cowboys. They lost to the Dolphins last week. But it's, it should be all right. It should be all right. You know what I mean? They're not a good team on the road. At home, it's a different story. At home, it's a much different story. So you know what? For me personally, I'm probably going to be more lenient to the Cowboys in this game. They're at home. They have not lost a game on uh, at home. The Lions on the road are not a, they're not a bad squad, but they've had some of their worst losses on the road. Talking about that game against Baltimore as a very key example. Um, the Lions right now, they're on a sky high after winning the division in since fucking 1993. I mean, 30 years, it's they, they've waited to win a goddamn division. So, of course, it's been too long for them to, you know, feel this. And they're excited right now. But going up against the Cowboys defense is going to be tough. Uh, that Cowboys defense is, is still very, very good for the most part. Um, maybe not the best defense in the NFL at the moment, but Micah Parsons is still an absolute fucking demon. There's so many playmakers on the defense that are gonna they're gonna fucking spoil the party. They're here to fucking ruin the fun for the Lions. But yeah, you know what? I, I I'm gonna go with the cow. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys in this one. Um, they're gonna bounce back after losing to the to the Dolphins last week. Lions. Um. You know, they could they could put up a fight for sure, but um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. No doubt about it. Anyways, man, let's talk about this game. The Miami Dolphins going up against the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, fuck. Ooh, man, we're under 24 hours. We're less than 24 hours away from this game. I mean, oh, man. <laughs> oh, fuck. This is going to be this is going to be a game. This is gonna be a battle. Look, guys. Um, yes, the Dolphins. They got the win against the Cowboys last week. Hooray! You know what I mean. We're a good team on the. Uh, we're the, we're a great team at home. Uh, we only lost one home game this season. Um, but then we should have won that one, obviously. But but we fucking choked it against the Tennessee Titans. Still fucking pissed about that game. But anyways, we're 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 in the playoffs. We're comfortable, right? We're eleven and four. We're at the top of the AFC East. We clinched a playoff berth. We should be chilling. No, because we got the fucking Baltimore Ravens who want to create chaos and become the best team in the NFL after smoking the 49ers last week on Monday Night Football in Christmas Day. This is the team we have to fucking beat. The team who just beat the Niners. We have to beat this team tomorrow. Man, uh, Lamar is the MVP right now. The Ravens have the best offense at the moment, at least just flowing. At, like right now, their offense is clicking. Do they have the best off? Do, do they have a better overall offense than the Dolphins? No, but right now they're clicking all, on all cylinders. We're still worried about Jalen uh, Waddle coming back. I don't know if he's going to be playing. Tyree Kill, he should be back. He he played against the um, the Cowboys, but. We'll see if he still is going to be, you know, not suffering from that injury and this and that. Tua was also limited to practice. So I don't know if Tua's at 100%. Jalen Waddle is definitely not at 100%. We might miss him at the game. It's going to be tough for the Dolphins, man. 
And to be honest with you, I'm kind of more lenient on the Ravens to win this game. I hate to say it, man. I've been biased all season long. I pick the Dolphins every single week. That's just who I am. And I might just have to stick with it, man. I just, I have to. I can't pick the Ravens. I would love to, though. I love the Ravens. Like, don't get me wrong. I really like this Ravens team, man. Like, I want a battle. I want back and forth. What we got last season in week two, I believe, uh, early on last season when these two fought, my goodness, it was a fucking offensive juggernaut. I mean, we were uh, we were down by, like, three touchdowns. And then we came back in that second half, and we absolutely torched the Ravens' defense in that second half. When we came back, Tua had his best game. He had six touchdowns. I mentioned that in the last episode. Like, last time, the it's a different situation, though. It's a different situation, though. The Ravens' defense is a lot better than it was last season. Even the Ravens' defense wasn't terrible last year. Um, and the Dolphins, they picked up a lot offensively. I mean, the, 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 you know, there's just there's just a lot going on right now. I mean, right now the momentum is going to Baltimore. The Ravens win this game. They clinch the first round by. They don't have to play in the wild card game. And our chances of us winning the division will hurt. And obviously we won't get the first round by, so that won't be that won't be a good advantage for us for letting Baltimore get that number one seed. But if we win, we're a close, we're a step closer to getting the first round by because we'll have the same record as the um, as the Ravens, right? We'll both be tied at 12 and four, but we also have to worry about the Bills coming after us. I'm just kidding because the Bills are not going to fucking win too straight because if they win too straight, they're, we're pretty much done. Dolphins, if they win this game, we clinch the division, and we clinch the first round by. Maybe. Actually, no, we don't clinch the first round by if we beat the Dolphins. I mean, if we beat the Ravens, because we'll have the same record. So I'll have to be, we'll have to wait to week 18 to see whoever wins or loses to get the first round by. But then whoever loses, if we both win, let's say Ravens, Dolphins, both win week 18, the winner of that game will take the first round by based on whoever wins this game. But if we win this game and the Bills, it doesn't matter if the Bills win the next two games. If we win this game, we're, we're good. We we win the division. We, we're in the playoffs. We're chilling. But we win the division if we beat the Ravens because the Bills are 9-6. and six. They could win the next two games, but they'll be 11-6. All we have to do is win one more game and we'll get their 12th win. They're not winning the division. So Dolphins, with a win, they clinch the AFC East. And a very good chance at maybe getting the number one seed in the AFC. So big, 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 big win if the Dolphins can get it. I have faith in the Dolphins. I'm going to be panicking, stressing, and everything. Because this is a huge game. Huge game. But I think it can happen. I think we can make it happen. I got, I got, I got the Miami Dolphins win this game. I got the Miami Dolphins win this game. All right. We'll move on. We'll move on, man, because I was, got, got nervous there, buddy. Anyways, next we got the New England Patriots going up against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, look, uh, I would like to see the Patriots like to play spoilers, but this Bills team is red hot right now. This Bills team is red fucking hot right now. Who is being this Buffalo Bills team at the moment? A couple AFC teams. I mean, they almost lost to the Chargers last week. Um but you know what? The Bills are on a good streak right now. I think they might keep it going. They're not playing against a crazy opponent. They're playing with the fucking Patriots. I mean, their offense is fucking pitiful, right? Um, but their defense, it's dangerous. That defense is, is good. That Patriots defense could give the Bills some trouble. And 
I don't know. If, if Josh Allen has a three-turnover game, maybe the Patriots may lean into this. And let's not forget what happened last time when the Patriots played against the Bills. Oh, yes, the Patriots won a game against the Bills this earlier this season. Um, so maybe it happens again. I don't think so, though. Give me the Bills winning this game. Sorry. Sorry, uh, New England. I know you all want to play spoilers and this and that. But, I mean, not really. I mean, if they lose the game, they'll still be in contention for the playoffs, but their chances of winning the division will be completely toasted. Even if the Dolphins lose, Dolphins and Bills lose, the Bills won't win that division either way. But we'll see. And then finally, not finally, we're not even close to the final game. But anyways, the Falcons going up against the Chicago Bears. I mean, both of these teams are still in contention for the playoffs. Yes, you yeah, the the 6 and 9 Bears are still in contention for a playoff spot. Might as well just count them out. I'm sorry, you're not making it at 8 and 9. I'm I'm sorry, the Bears. The, yeah. And the 7 and 8 Falcons, I mean, they're only in it because of that goddamn trash NFC South division that's just all over the place. But not in a good way. Not like the AFC North, where it's at least competitive. But it's it's just the, a bunch of mediocre ass teams, and the Buccaneers look like the kings of that division because the Buccaneers have looked really good right now. But anyways, I mean the Falcons they beat the they lost to the Panthers, but then they beat the Colts last week. The Bears they they beat the Cardinals last week. I mean, all right, you know. Honestly, I don't know why I'm kind of lenient more on the Bears. They're at home. They haven't played terrible. They've become a lot better of a team recently, these past couple games. Even though it's not really that noticeable, they're still not a great team. I don't know. Maybe if the Bears win this game, it'll be a little bit more interesting. But I kind of don't want the Bears to win because, like, that's just kind of giving them false hope. If they win, oh, we're 7-9. We still have one more chance. We need a bunch of teams to lose, and we just need to win one more game to make the playoffs. Oh, at 8-9, we can do it. We can do it. Just for it to like pretty much just not work. I don't know. The Falcons, I don't think, are making the playoffs either. I mean, they got to go up against the fucking Saints and the Buccaneers in that division, and they have to see what happens in that game. <sighs> Falcons, Bears, I really don't know. Do I just pick the Falcons? Man, fuck the fuck. Y'all just pick the Bears. Who cares? Fuck the Falcons, bro. I'll pick the Bears. Why not? Make it more chaotic. Make it more chaotic. Next. Let's talk about the Tennessee Titans and the Houston Texans. The Texans, CJ Stroud is back. So I'm going with the Houston Texans. That's all I got to say. Houston, right now, with CJ Stroud, they need him. They need him. They need him for these last two games. They should get these two wins. Definitely should get a win against Tennessee at home. You know, the CJ Stroud missed the last two games. He's going to provide. He is going to deal. He's going to provide. He is going to make his case on why, once again, before those two games that he missed, why he was rookie of the year and why he was even in MVP conversation. So CJ Stroud is going to deal once again when he comes back. I got the Tennessee Titans losing to the Houston Texans. Anyways, next game, we got the Las Vegas Raiders going up against the Indianapolis Colts. The Ravens coming off of a huge win against the Chiefs last week on Christmas and then the Colts losing to the Falcons. All right then. Um. So yeah, that that happened. Um. The Raiders, there I might say. They're coming. That defense, serious. That defense is serious. 
they were giving Patrick Mahomes fucking nightmares. They were giving Patrick Mahomes absolute nightmares of terror. The Chiefs had the worst Christmas they could have ever imagined, thanks to the Raiders just punishing them um, defensively. Um, and let, that might just happen again against the Houston, uh, against the uh, Indianapolis Colts. That just might happen again against the Colts. The Colts right now, they are lacking in playmakers. They don't have Michael Pittman due to that injury. Zach Moss, is, I believe, is not uh, he's not active, so I believe he might miss this game. Jonathan Taylor, I mean, he might take the reps, but I don't know. I don't know what he can do. Gardner Minshew, he can have his good games, but last week he had a bad game. So is he going to have a good game now? I don't know what to expect. I honestly am going to pick the Raiders. That defense is serious. And I'm kind of being a little bit more leaning on the Raiders. They still have some fighting urge for the season. I think their season is still far from over. They could still somehow make the playoffs a 9-8. and eight. I mean, beating the Chiefs, that gave them a new new life. New life, new opportunity. A chance for them to actually make the postseason. They may still not win that division because Kansas City, they should win. The next game, we'll, we'll see. They should win, and they've lost to some shitty teams this year. But we'll see what happens when we get to the Chiefs game that we'll talk about in a sec. But we will see what happens. Give me the Raiders beating the Colts. Next, we got the Carolina Panthers going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, um, the Panthers are the Panthers. And the Jaguars, they are slumping right now, man. They are are slumping right now and it couldn't get any worse trevor lawrence is out for this game they need to win this game they need to win this game because they were front runners for that afc south division just four weeks ago they were eight and three they were looking comfortable they were itching for 10 11 wins at least to end the season maybe even 12 and now they're eight and seven, and they're one loss away from being at 500. And also, they're on a three way tie in that division with the Colts and the Texans. So they went from being number one front runners, clearly two, three games ahead of the Colts and the Texans, to now being tied with them for the division leader. So, Jaguars. With a backup quarterback. Um, who is their backup quarterback in this game? I have no idea, but it's not Trevor Lawrence as their quarterback in this game. Um, I, hey, man, let's see if the backup for the Jaguars uh, will do anything. I mean, will that be – I mean, hey, maybe the Jaguars' backup quarterback – is it Behart? Be, wasn't Behart the quarter? Or no, wasn't he for the Niners? I don't even know who's the fucking backup quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll see tomorrow. But are they gonna are they gonna give troubles to the Panthers? I mean, the Panthers are the Panthers, so maybe. But I can look. He still picked the Panthers to win this game. Oh, I'm not gonna lie, man. I feel like why do I have a feeling the Panthers are gonna win this game? Oh, I might pick the Panthers. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to. Oh, nah, nah, nah. Nah, I can't do that. I can't do that. Give me Jacksonville. I believe in Jacksonville. Come on, man. Jaguars, I want y'all to win the division. Maybe. Maybe. <sighs> Give me the Jaguars. I feel bad. I don't want to. They're a Florida team. I'll go for them. I'll root for them, bro. Oh, I don't want the. Oh, hell no. I don't want the scrutiny for the Jaguars like that, man. I don't want them to fucking have to go through that, bro. They're losing to the Panthers. 
without Trevor Lawrence. Oh my God, that's embarrassing, man. They have to, they have to beat, they have to beat the Panthers. They have to. I'm sorry. Give me Jacksonville. Next, you got the Rams going up against the Giants. New York versus LA battle here. Um, the battle of the West and the East Coast. Um, yeah, the Rams looking good right now for a uh for a playoff spot. Fuck the division because the Niners own that motherfucker, but the Rams. And the Seahawks still neck and neck for second place in that uh, NFC West. Um, the Rams are looking good right now. The Giants, their Cinderella story with Tommy DeVito and Tyrod Taylor, that's 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 over. Um, especially with Tommy DeVito. He's out. He's not playing again. He got benched against the Eagles last week on Christmas. Tyrod Taylor played, came back. He played okay. The Giants, what are they doing here? They're, they're, they're waiting for next season. They thought this year was going to be an improvement from last year, even after making the postseason, after winning a playoff game last year. This year, they just completely fell off the map. Um, Daniel Jones is still dog shit. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, before the injury. Um, sucks that he got hurt, obviously. But before he got hurt, he was playing like absolute dog shit. So, yeah, um, the Rams. Give me the Rams to win this game convincingly against the Giants. But, hey, you never know. The Giants can play spoilers. Who knows? Next, we got the Arizona Cardinals going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Give me the Eagles to beat the Cardinals. Um, there's no way we should lose to the Cardinals. Um, we want to win the division, right? So let's fucking beat the Cardinals. The Cowboys have to beat the Lions. That's going to be tough. Even if they're playing at home, it's still going to be tough to beat the Lions. While we just have to win this game and we clinch the division. Just for beating the Cardinals. Let's come on. We can do it, right? We can beat the Cardinals, right? I hope so. Let's do that. Thank you very much. Next, we got the New Orleans Saints versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ooh, okay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers looking good right now. They look like the best team in that division. At least right now, I think they're on a three-game winning streak. Baker Mayfield. Is he having the best season since that 2020 year against with the Browns? He's having a comeback player of the year type of season. Baker Mayfield, he's he's playing good. He's playing good football. I mean, I'm kind of surprised by it, but hey, he's not playing bad himself. He's and the defense is serious. That defense is really good for the Buccaneers. Um, they're not elite, but they they they're 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 gonna put pressure. And if they make the postseason after clinching the division, maybe it's gonna be tough to get this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team out of here. That's gonna be tough. Maybe they might give some 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 challenges. The Saints, they're they're just frustrating, man. Like we know that this offense looks really good at times, and sometimes even the defense can look amazing. But then the next game, it's just terrible. I don't know. I just don't fucking know what this Saints team. They're seven and eight. They still have a chance. If they beat the Buccaneers, they might just become the best next team in the NFC South to win the division. I mean, fuck it. Right. It's just a, it, these are the two kings right now in that division. And whoever wins this one is probably going to take it, even if whoever wins or loses in week 18. I'm going to lean more on the Buccaneers. They, they're a lot more better, at least consistently wise. Right now, they're on a hot streak. The Saints right now are just, just giving you these mid, good, mid, mid, good, good, mid, good, mid, good games. Like he, they're just all over the fucking place. Um, well, the Buccaneers, for some point in the season, they were kind of that same team. But right now, they're heating up at the right time. So, you know what? The momentum matters. Give me the Buccaneers being the Saints. Next, we got the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Washington Commanders. 
I'm picking the commanders. No, I'm not picking the commanders. You think I'm fucking picking the commanders. Why would I do that? Why would I do that? Can they still win? Yes, because the NFL works like that. The commanders still somehow may beat the 49ers. Is that going to happen? Do I truly think that's going to happen? Fuck no. Niners wipe, wipe the commander's ass. Just clean their ass. Squeaky, squeaky clean. Like it's no, like I don't, I don't want to, not a particle on that ass crack. Just clean. Just completely let me let me stop. The Niners, the Niners. Uh, yes, I have them destroying the Commanders. Um, and if the Commanders somehow win this game, I'm I'm I don't think the Commanders. Um, I think the Commanders should win a Super Bowl on their own if they beat the Niners. Now, let's see. We'll, we'll see. Give me the fucking Niners. Thank you. Next, we have a pretty interesting matchup here between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Seattle Seahawks. This this should be interesting. I'm not gonna lie. This should be uh this is going to be a little bit tough. I'm not going to lie. This is going to be a little bit tough. Um, the Steelers right now, they're not bad. Right now, they're not bad. They, again, super frustrating to watch. All season long, offensively, just looks ugh, so flawed, so disorganized. Kenny Pickett got hurt, not looking great. Mason Rudolph. Eh. But then last week against the Bengals, they were cooking. George Pickens had the best game of his career as of yet. And the Steelers are, once again, just all of a sudden still alive for the playoffs. And we thought they were just dead after losing to the Cardinals and shit. This is, this is going to be the real test right here. This is going to be the real test right here. Then they're going, they're going up against the Seattle Seahawks, which also, I mean, Drew Locke. I mean, they just beat the fucking Eagles in their own building. They just I trust the Seahawks way more than I trust the Steelers because the Steelers they just lack that ink they lack that inconsistency and having and Mason Rudolph having a good ass game like that that uh, that's probably not going to happen this week let's be real George Pickens having a good ass game like he did last game that's probably not going to happen they're probably going to put up fucking 10 points Mason Rudolph's going to throw for 125 yards or some shit he's going to have like two interceptions maybe a touchdown maybe a rushing touchdown for Najee or their or Jalen Ware, uh, Jalen Warren, their other running back. I don't know. Like it's going to be a traditional, classic, basic, pitiful offensive showing for the Steelers. And then the Seahawks defense might put, give fucking pressure to Mason Rudolph. Might put a fucking lame to a that might light a moth to a flame. Like it might be terrible for the Steelers. It, it really could be an absolute disaster. Or who knows? Maybe they actually step the fuck up and. Start something out of nothing. I I'm picking the Seahawks. They just beat the Eagles and Drew Locke. I mean, Geno Smith looked good. Geno Smith looked uh, looked good against the Titans. Um, and then when Drew Locke played against the uh, the Eagles, they looked good. I mean, with with either of them, they're they're not that bad to be honest with you. So I'm being more lenient to the uh, to the Seahawks. I'm not gonna lie. Give me give me the Seahawks to win this game. Next, we got the L.A. Chargers going up against the Denver Broncos. Their Broncos season is over. I'm sorry to say. The Broncos season is over. They have officially benched Russell Wilson because of a contract disputes. Uh, apparently, th th he was offered that um, 
he wouldn't get a certain incentive um, if he missed the last two games of the season and they benched him. Not a great performance last week, um, even though throughout the season, Russell Wilson hasn't been the biggest issue for the Broncos. I mean, for a moment there, the Broncos were on a sky high. I mean, after they beat the Chiefs and they beat the Bills, they were fucking, they were prime time. They were looking like they were going to be a dangerous team coming out of the AFC West. And they maybe even was challenging the Chiefs for that division. And now without Russell Wilson and they're going to have their backup quarter in, backup quarterback in, it's it's just not going to look good. Like, who knows? I mean, the Chargers, I mean, they almost beat the Bills last week. To be honest with you, I might just have to go with the Chargers. I'm sorry, Broncos fans. It was good until it wasn't. That's pretty much all I could, the best I could explain. It was really good until it wasn't. I'm, I might just have to pick the Chargers. And obviously that means the Broncos lose this game. They're out of playoff contention. They're still somehow in playoff contention um, right now. But they need to win this game. And without Russell Wilson, are they really – I don't know if they have a good chance at that right now. I don't know if they have a really good chance at that right now. I just don't know. So we'll see what happens there. Um, and then the Chargers, I mean, with Easton Stick, they look – Average, they don't look amazing, but hey, maybe they could still look good against the Broncos. I don't know. Give me the Chargers for an upset win. Now, let's talk about a good game here. Should be a good game, but these two teams were definitely expected to play out a lot better entering the season. We thought these two teams were going to be the two best teams in the fucking entire AFC, but it's not. These are these are just two regular teams compared to the best of the best in the AFC. Talk about the Ravens, talk about the Dolphins, talk about the Bills. The Browns, you know what I mean? Those teams, those are the top dogs of the AFC. And then we got the Chiefs, and then we got the Bengals. Eight and seven Bengals going up against the nine and six Chiefs. Let's talk about the Bengals. What the hell was that against the Steelers? Jake Browning looked like dog shit. That was his first bad game since he took over as being the the, the starting quarterback after Joe Burrow went down with an injury. So... Okay, he's had like two, three good games and then had a bad game last week. I guess the Steelers, eh, whatever, we'll see. Chiefs, they still got Patrick Mahomes. They still got all the weapons. They still got all the playmakers. They still got the same fucking damn near roster that they had on the fucking Super Bowl last season. And they're not doing, they're not doing well. Offensively, they are struggling. They look pitiful. They look hopeless. Offensively. The fact that the Chiefs have the best quarterback in the NFL, maybe not right now, but in general, these past within the past five years, he's look he is the best quarterback in the since 2018. Patrick Mahomes has been the best quarterback in the NFL. Right now, this season has not looked like he has looked like a top five quarterback in the NFL. Is he even a top ten quarterback of this season? Probably not. Probably not. And it's because of those playmakers that he has basically just useless. They're just not ready. The spotlight, they they just folded at the spotlight. The spotlight was too much for them. The spotlight was way too much for them. And they couldn't get nothing done. They have a chance to win this game, lock up the, the AFC West, win the division, obviously. 
make the postseason, and be chilling. Unfortunately, the Chiefs are so accustomed to getting the first round buys and, oh, wild card, fuck a wild card game. We just playing in the divisional. We just waiting. That first week of the playoffs, we're just waiting at home watching all the games. And then the next week, we're going to be back and ready at Arrowhead, taking down whoever wants to challenge us in the division. Nope. That's a different story. Y'all are going to have to play in the wild card on the road. On the road. On the road. This is your last game at Harrowhead, I believe. Do they? What's their last game? I believe the Chiefs play at... Let me see. Um, I believe the Chiefs play Week 18 on the road, if I'm not mistaken. Week 18, they play... Where's the Chiefs? Yes, they play against the Chargers to end the season. So this is their last home game. The Chiefs... This is their Chiefs' last home game in a little while. If they make it far in the playoffs, maybe we'll see them play in the in, at, at Arrowhead again in January. We will see, but not in the wild card round, and and not in the divisional round. Maybe in the championship game. Maybe, 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 huge, maybe, huge, maybe. But the Bengals, they also want this win too. They're still alive. And playoff contention right now. I mean, the Browns or the Ravens, they're fighting for that division right now in the AFC North. And the Steelers, I mean, they're still somehow, they're still in the conversation. Same with the Bengals. If the Bengals win this game, they're just spoiling the Chiefs from, they're just, at this point, I think the Chiefs are still going to make the playoffs, but their record is just getting worse and worse. And if the Raiders heat up at the right time, oh, it's over. It's over. The Chargers season is done. That's a wrap. The Broncos still have a little, 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 little bit of life, but it's done. The Raiders have life right now. They have two games. They can, st- they can catch up to the Chiefs. They can still catch up to the Chiefs, maybe. But the Chiefs, they have to pretty much lose this game. And I mean, I don't know, man. I, the Chiefs are still going to win, take that division. I don't know, man. Even if they lose both of these games, I feel like still Kansas City might take the division. Either way, they want to... Make sure they don't lose another game this season. They should fight hungry. They should come after. Be be fucking show show a show the Chiefs that they're that we're used to seeing for the past couple seasons. Show that team that has went on to four and AFC championship games, to two Super Bowls, to three Super Bowls. Excuse me, three Super Bowls. Like show us that team of of like just fearlessness of the you have some of the best players in the world you have like the second best coach of all time you have the best quarterback in the nfl at the moment the best tight end in the nfl you have one of the best defenses in the nfl especially with the defense that's looked amazing and the fact that the 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 offense has not looked up to par compared to the defense in previous years it's like all these years the offense was just carrying the defense and now the defense is carrying the offense it's like all this shit is now not aligning. Like now we're playing opposite game now. Like what the fuck? What this is this? What is this shit now? I need the Chiefs to look like the Chiefs, man. The Bengals may maybe might have a chance to play spoilers, but if the Chiefs are just locked in, they should easily wipe this Bengals team up. They should just beat this shit out of this Bengals team up. If they really just get their shit ready, if they're clicking on all cylinders, they should devour this fucking Bengals team. Because Joe Burrow's not at quarterback. And the offense isn't really much the same. The defense is not that good either. So we'll see what the Chiefs can do. 
So I got the Kansas City Chiefs. Please don't disappoint me, man. Don't disappoint me again. If y'all lose to the Bengals in the postseason, I might just be like, y'all are just one and done. Like at this point, y'all are just probably going to be one and done. If y'all win this game, I'm tempted to still give y'all a little bit more of an opportunity. But we'll see. Finally, the last Sunday night football game of the season. We all thought this was this game was going to be flexed, but it looks like it's going to be pretty interesting. Even though it might not be the best game of the of the week because we got <clears throat> the Dolphins Ravens game, and even the Bengals Chiefs game might be better than this one. But we got the NFC North battle right here with the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. These are two teams that are aiming for second place in that division. The Lions, king of the NFC North. Yes, you heard that right. For the first time in 30 motherfucking years. 30 years. 30 years. These two teams were the teams that were always winning the NFC North. The Packers, oh my God, how many times have the, the Packers have won the NFC North? Fucking billions of times. The Vikings, they won it last season. The Lions take it this year. So now, NBC hosting the last Sunday Night Football game of the season, of the regular season, of course, with two teams that have the same record, 7-8. and eight. Who is going to come out on top in this one? This is going to be tough. So Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson is back. Um, Nick Mullins is not going to be the starting quarterback. I believe it's going to be De- Desmond, Ian, Ian Des. I forgot the uh, Mond, Ian Mond. I forgot the quarterback's name, but he's going to be the starter. He's going to be, what, their third quarterback of the season? Or fourth? Their fourth. They had Kirk Cousins, and they had uh, Josh Dobbs, and then they had uh, Nick Mullins. Now they're going to have their fourth quarterback, Jared Mullen, whoever the fuck their Vikings quarterback is. And then we got the Packers with Jordan Love. That defense is not good. That defense is not good. It's very concerning, man. That defense is very concerning. If this backup quarterback has a field day against that Packers defense, that Packers team is just done for. And the Packers, they need to win this game or else they're out of they're out of it. I mean, actually, well, I don't know. Whoever loses this game, they're done. I would imagine, right? Why, why would it just be the Packers who will be eliminated? If the Vikings also lose this game, they're done out of it. Yeah, whoever loses this game, you're out of it. You're, you're not making the po- the postseason. So this is this is... This is for you to stay alive, at least until week 18, for the last week of the season. Do I trust the Packers' offense more than the Vikings' offense right now? Yes. Defense? Completely different story because the Vikings' defense is pretty good. Brian Flores, the defensive coordinator, he's been really making a difference on that Vikings' defense. The former Miami Dolphins head coach has made a huge difference on that defense. Not at an elite level. But man, could fucking they could definitely take down the Packers single handedly. But if the offense for the Packers is clicking up, then maybe they wouldn't have much of a problem. Jordan Love, for the most part, right now, honestly, I think he's good enough to be the the, the backup quarterback for the next couple of years for the Packers, or not the backup quarterback, their their starting quarterback for the next couple of years if he stays healthy. I don't really have anything against Jordan Love. I mean, he's had some pretty good games this year. He's only going to get better, I would think. He's had some bad games, and the turnover problems is kind of there at some times. But to be honest with you, I think the Packers are in a decent position for the future. Now, obviously, we'll have to see what they can do here. They have to win this game to stay alive so they can get second place in that division. 
Do I think they're going to get it over the Vikings? Right now, I think the Packers are in a little bit of a better position. Yes, the defense needs to play better. And that and that uh, defensive coordinator, fucking uh, Joe Barry, man, he should be out of here, man. I am sorry, but that man should be flipping burgers. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He should be. He should go somewhere else, man. He, he, he's not the guy in Green Bay. He is not the guy in Green Bay. He got to go somewhere else. But I think the Green Bay Packers are going to take the W. Give me the Packers beating the Vikings. So let me recap all the picks for Week 17. Let me put them in. So. I got the Cowboys beating the Lions. I have the Dolphins beating the Ravens. I have the Bills beating the Patriots. I have the Bears beating the Falcons. I have the Texans beating the Titans. I have the Raiders beating the Colts. I have the Jaguars beating the Panthers. I have the Rams beating the Giants. The Eagles beating the Cardinals. And I have the Buccaneers beating the Saints. The Niners defeating the uh, Commanders. Then I have the... um, the Seahawks defeating the Steelers, the Chargers defeating the Broncos, upset right there, and then I have the Chiefs beating the Bengals, and I have the Packers beating the Vikings. And, of course, the Browns winning on Thursday Night Football 37-20, clinching a playoff berth for the first time in three years um, for the Cleveland Browns. And that is that for Week 17 predictions. I am super excited for all the games tomorrow. Should be a fun slate of Sunday football games tomorrow. There won't be more Monday night football game. I mean, t- technically, tonight's Saturday game is a Monday night football broadcast because it's on ESPN. It's not a Monday night football game, obviously, but I guess you can consider it, but it's Saturday. Whatever. This is our Saturday slash Monday night, if you will, football game between the Lions Cowboys. Super excited to watch it tonight. What time is it? It's about to be 5.30. Um, super excited for that. So, yeah, let's get straight to it. Now, let me shut the hell up about football. Let's talk about the year-end lists for 2023. So, I'm not going to go too much in depth on all of these or every single pick and every single re- reason why. I'm just going to kind of speed run through most of these and then kind of explain on certain one of those. So, Yeah. Let's start doing the top 30 artists of 2023. So I have the list right here on my notebook right here. So let's go from 30 to 1. So top 30 artists of 2023. At number 30, I have Tyla. Number 29, Jordan Ward. Number 28, Jack Harlow. 27, Troy Savan. 26, Madison Beer. 25, The Kid Leroy. 24, I have Offset. 23, I have Pink Panthers. At 22, I have Earl Sweatshirt. 21, Metro Boomin. 20, I have Killer Mike. At 19, I have Gunna. Kent Carson at number 18. I have Karol G at number 17. Mick Jenkins at number 16. SZA at number 15. Sanfa at number 14. I have Doja Cat at number 13. For number 12, I have Nas. For number 11, I have Tizo Touchdown. In the top 10. I got JPEG Mafia at number 10. I have Danny Brown at number 8. Uh, excuse me, I have JPEG Mafia at number 10. Danny Brown at number 9. Excuse me. Taylor Swift at number 8. Drake at number 7. Tyler the Creator at number 6. Daniel Caesar at number 5. Lo Yachty at number 4. Caliuchis at number 3. At number 2, I have Olivia Rodrigo. And no surprise. And number one, I have Travis Scott. So those are my top 30 artists 
of 2023, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Um, I mean, this is pretty much just based on the year overall. I mean, some some of these artists I did not think were going to be in my top 30 because some of them are newer artists, obviously, like Tyla and uh, Jordan Ward and even like Earl Sweatshirt. I didn't think he was going to be in my top 30. I mean, uh, fucking Ken Carson with A Great Chaos. I didn't think that album was going to be amazing. And well, it's one of my favorites of the whole year. So and you'll see where it's ranked in a little bit. So we'll see. Um also, I was going to do top 20 movies and TV shows, but guess what? I have nothing listed here. So, <sighs> I, you know, I really don't know. When we get to the best movies and uh, worst movies like list on the um, in the award show, I will talk about on the award show. But I'm not going to make a whole list because, to be honest with y'all, I have not been good this year with movies and stuff. There's a bunch of movies this year that came out and I have not watched. Like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, the Transformers movie, the Barbie movie, Oppenheimer, uh, The Flash. Like there's a Blue Beetle. um, There's a bunch of fucking movies I have not seen. The Gran Turismo movie. There's a bunch of fucking movies from this year that I still have not seen. And I'll just have to wait till next year. That's it, guys. I'm not going to fucking... I'll just have to wait till next year. That's all I can do, right? So... But the movies that I have seen, I will mention them tomorrow in the episode because I have all the list nominations here. I believe I'll – t- I'll tell you all about it tomorrow. Don't worry. I'll tell you all about it tomorrow. But, yeah. All right. Now let's talk about the disappointing albums of 2023. So I have how many? Three, six, nine, twelve. 12. I have 12 albums here that disappointed me that I thought – Coming into this year, when I saw that they were going to drop an album, I was like, hey, you know what? I'm excited to listen to this. You know what I mean? This should be good. This should be good, right? This is not in any particular order, um, at least until right now, because I will make my most disappointing album of the year pick tomorrow at the award show. But right now, I just have a bunch of uh, uh, I just have a bunch of nominations, uh, nominees. So right now, I'm just going to list the nominees. So first, I have Rocket Power by Quavo. I heard the album twice. It just doesn't do much for me. There's some good singles on it, but the rest of the album, I think it's just kind of all right. There's not much to it that I go back to. I think the Offset album was a lot better. Production-wise, it was kind of basic, but there were some good singles, at least. Like, Greatness wasn't a great song, a great tribute to take off. I did like that one. So, And I'll talk about it tomorrow, because that uh, that's probably going to be on the list for Top 50. Uh, maybe. Um to be good, too good to be true. Rick Ross and Meek Mill's collab album. It really was too good to be true. I, I like. No, nah, I'm just kidding. It was not. It was not too good to be true. It was not. It was disappointing. There's honestly not a song here that I go back to really. Production's just not there. I, I just wasn't crazy on it. I just was not crazy on it. And then you pray for me, West Side Gun. This was so fucking disappointing. The fact that one of the best songs the entire year is on this album. And it's like high on my list. And then we have this fucking song. It's just, oh my god. I mean, and then we have this album to come complete with it. I'm just not a fan of the of the trap production on it. The trap songs on here are not that good. I was expecting a lot more boom bap shit. I respect West Side Gun for like trying out new shit and stuff like that, but it just wasn't hitting, man. It just was not hitting. So yeah, this West Side Gun 
uh, project. I wasn't crazy on it. I'm sorry. Uh, next, we got Pink Friday 2, Nicki Minaj. Man, I really thought I was going to like this one, man. I really thought I was going to like this one. But again, production is just not good. The lazy-ass samples that, that, that just carry the whole song, to be honest. Nicki's verses are very hit or miss. The hooks are all right. Some of the worst songs of the year, too, on this album. Not crazy on it. Next, we got For All the Dogs. For the most part, For All the Dogs. I mean, I hold Drake to a high standard. So even with me having this album as like one of my most listened to albums of the year, it's still somehow in my most disappointing list. And some of y'all are going to be like, well, how the fuck does that make any sense, Jader? Like, what does, what does that have to do with anything? But... I mean, it's Drake. Uh, there's, there's so many good songs on here that are well, nah, nah, great songs. There's not that many. It's only a couple. Good songs, there's a lot of them. And there's a whole lot of mid, too. There's a, there's a bunch of mid here, man. And it's just not consistent whatsoever. It's way too long. But it does get better when you do add the Scary Hours 3, like the, the additional new six songs to the album, the four, all the dogs, the Lux, pretty much. It gets better. So I kind of have to carry it away. But for 29 songs on an album, way too fucking much. Even for a Drake album for me to enjoy, right? Way too much. It's, it's not It's not doing anything for me. Oh, wait. Let me put the Orange Bowl game. The game's done. Um, Like, yeah. For me, that Drake album, I'm bumping it because I'm a Drake fan. You know what I mean? And I'm going to fucking eat up any Drake album. You know, you know what I'm going to do. What's the score? 35 to 3. Oh, 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 Georgia is putting on a clinic on Florida State. 35 to 3. I'm sorry, Florida State, but this is why y'all not in the college football playoffs. I'm sorry. That's why they didn't pick y'all, man. Y'all just not, not y'all just can't compete against these SEC teams, dude. I'm sorry. 35 to 3? It's not even halftime yet. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. Oh, this is going to be the national championship game all again last season, huh? <laughs> oh my god. It's already a murder. Stop. He's already dead. Oh shit. Oh wait. Maybe not the best timing. There's somebody on the floor. Somebody got hurt. I oh, hope he's all right. But, anyways, back to music. For all the dogs was not that great. Nadie sabe lo, va, lo que va a pasar mañana, Bad Bunny. What the fuck, man? What the hell, man? Bad Bunny had one of my favorite albums of last year with Un Verano Sin Ti. One of my favorite albums of 2022. And he comes back with this mediocre-ass fucking album that just barely has, like, three hits and that's, and that's it. Three hit songs and everything else is just a bunch of mediocrity bull, bull, bullshit. There's some ass songs on this album, too. It's just, man, what the hell, dude? What the hell? Fuck. Ray Shremmerd, wait, Shrem Life, excuse me. Shrem Life by, Shrem Life 3 by Ray Shremmerd. Ass. Ass. Production. Ass. Only thing there is is just a bit of energy, and that's it, but not much to say. Cosmo by Osuna. Osuna has just fallen off for me, man. He just doesn't hit anymore for me, man. I just really am not a fan of his newer shit, dude. I like his older stuff. I like his 2017, 2019, 2018 stuff, man. But his new shit, 
just not hitting. Um, then we have the Jonas Brothers album. I actually listened to a Jonas Brothers album this year. Like, I never thought I would ever do that. But I did, and I just wasn't pleased by it. So I had to mention them. Endless Summer Vacation, Miley Cyrus. I thought this was one. This was going to be one of the biggest pop records of the year for me. Flowers was a huge song to start the year off. And then it just kind of dies down after that. I thought it was going to be a lot better than expected. It just didn't meet my expectations. I didn't think it was going to be the best album. But uh, I thought it was going to be one of the be better pop records of the year. I mean, until, you know further notice because then we had olivia then we had a bunch of other artists dropping later on in the year but yeah that wasn't the case and then um next i'm gonna put genesis by peso pluma and then i'm gonna put esquinas by becky g because both albums have like the same genre it's like that um bolero kind of like mexican like the urban mexican like sound and stuff like that uh which like i like some of the songs from that like genre and stuff I'm, of course i'm not like tapped in into the genre like that but uh, i like becky g as an artist i like her reggaeton shit. i also like like her other softer stuff right um beso pluma i gave it a try because i mean beso pluma was one of the bigger artists in latin in in the in uh in the latin arts the whole year in the in the in the latin music industry beso pluma is one of the bigger new artists of the year so I had to check out the new album, and for me, it was just boring as hell. But there was just not much interesting on the album. I just, just wasn't for me. It just wasn't for me. So I guess that's why I put it for disappointing, especially from Becky G, who I actually like her music, and then Besto Pluma, who I did like like a lot of the singles before he dropped the album, but just didn't meet up for me in the uh, for me in the uh, fucking uh, album. Oh my god! And he gets sacked, and that's a flag. Yeah. All right. Now, those were the most disappointing albums. Let's talk about the worst albums of 2023. I don't have a huge list. I only have eight albums here, so it's not going to be that, that much to talk about. But hey, good that I'm not talking about the worst albums of the year because I don't want to spend five years talking about it. But anyways, next we got, first we got Lil Pump 2 by Lil Pump. It's Lil Pump, guys. It is Lil Pump in 2023. Did I even expect a good album? No, I just wanted to put myself through hell listening to the album for the first time and i did and i got what i thought i was gonna get and deservingly so it is one of the worst albums of the year beautifully terrible that's that's the best way i can describe it gag order kesha not a fan of kesha i've realized that she has like really good hits back in the day nothing hits now it's just a mess Portals, Melody Martinez. I did like, I, I tapped into Melody Martinez this year. I've listened to the K-12 album. I listened to Cry Baby and this and that, and I actually fuck with those albums. Honestly, some of my favorite non-2023 albums of the year, to be honest with you. This one is terrible, though. Production's all crazy. Vocals are all weird. It's weirder than weird, to be honest with you. I mean, I mean, K to twelve was weird and and interesting in certain ways, but Portals was just oh my god, no, 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 no. It looks like a nightmare to me. No, let her burn, Rebecca Black. What the fuck am I doing listening to a Rebecca Rebecca Black album in twenty twenty three? I don't know, but I saw it on Spotify one day, and I'm like, you know what? This is the same girl that made Friday, one of the worst songs ever. It's been 10 years. It's been a decade. Maybe she's improved musically. 
she really hasn't that much, to be honest with you. She really hasn't. That's why she's not really that big of an artist. Anyways, Shrem Life 3, Ray Shremmer, disappointing, and it was one of the worst albums of the year. I mean, just nothing much to talk about. That the the gone so the gone the so gone uh far cold song where they sampled stand where they sampled stand by Eminem. Oh my god. No. Um, the fix before the six, Little Wayne. It was a mixtape before we would get the Carter six, and um, that was dog shit, Little Wayne. Um, what the hell was that? What the hell was that? I did a reaction to that mixtape. Titties, 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 titties. That's that's the best that I got on the album. To be honest with you, that's the best that I got on the album. Titties, 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 titties. All right. Um, six nine album. I don't even know the the. I don't even know the title of the album. I think it's like Leyenda Vida. I think. I'm guessing. Um, that was ass. That that was ass. Mansion music. Trippy red. That was also dog shit and way too bloated of an album. Those were the worst albums of the year. Now let's talk about the worst songs of the year. First, we got Barbie World, Ice Spice, and Nicki Minaj. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Lazy ass sampling. Just not good. And I like Ice Spice. I do, but this was just one of the weaker songs that they have together. Another touchdown. Another touchdown, Georgia. It is now 41 to 3. Oh, my God. No fucking mercy. They're going to score 75 points in this game. They're going to score 80. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This team is fucking terrible. This fucking Florida team is fucking terrible without their main quarterback. Oh, my God. They're getting owned in Miami, by the way. This is this is at the Hard Rock Stadium. Oh, my God. This is the Orange Bowl. This is, this is at the Hard Rock Stadium. Oh, my God. Oh, poor Florida State. They're getting absolutely fucking torched by Georgia. Absolutely torched by Georgia. It's not even. It's not even funny. <sighs> titties. Speaking of titties, um, next song we got "Titty Boy" by Lil Wayne. It's funny the first time you listen to it because you're like titties, 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 titties. He's having an aneurysm on titties, but you know that the song is just dog shit, just for Lil Wayne standards, it, or for anyone standards. To be honest with you, this is just dog shit. Like, what the fuck was that, Lil Wayne? Were you trying? No, you were not. Bro, I, and, and, and he freestyles all his music, but, like, this is the kind of shit that you just don't release. This is the shit you just don't release. So please don't do that ever again. Vultures by Ye and Ty Dolla Sign featuring Bump J and, and uh, Lil Dark. This is, like, one of the worst Kanye singles I've heard in, in like... This is like nah 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 like level bad. I do not like vultures, bro. I've I w listened to it once and I have not went back to it at all. It's not good, bro. The production is just okay. Kanye has fallen off of a fucking cliff, bro. I'm sorry. Oh, fuck, that hurts to say, man. That really hurts to say. I don't know if he has it in him. He just, uh, I don't know if he has that dog in him. I just don't know if he has that dog in him. I'll talk more about Kanye 
when we get to the most anticipated albums of the year. Because realistically, I do want to see the next step in his catalog, but I got to talk more about Kanye later on because I really have stepped away from talking about it, but I'll talk about it at some point. Next, we have Supposed to Be Loved by DJ Khaled featuring um, Lil Baby, Uzi, and Future, I believe. Um, song is asked. This song samples PYT by Michael Jackson, and uh, y'all didn't my and DJ Khaled thought this was gonna be the biggest song of the year, and uh, it was such a fucking flop. It was absolutely terrible. Um, it's getting hot. Annalie Chapa again sampling the classic "Hot in Here" by Nelly. No reason to tap into that horny bag, as uh, Annalie Chapa did on. It's getting hot. Nelly did the job for us. Nelly Chapa did not have to do that. Ass. Gently, Drake and Bad Bunny. Like, this is seriously like the joke of the album. Like, there's no way they made this song over an hour. There's, there's no way they worked on this song for more than five minutes. They freestyled this. Drake did this in two seconds. Bad Bunny did okay, but that was a standard verse. There was nothing, nothing special about this song. This is easily the worst song on the album. And y'all talking intercepted. Oh my God, Florida State. Oh my God, Georgia. Oh my God, is he going to go all the way? No, he got tackled. Um, Dog shit, dog shit. Dog shit. For all the dogs, for all the dog shit was was gently. That's what that was. Terrible. Ass. Mr. Taker Bitch, Lil Malu, or Lil Ma- Mabu, and Krishan Rock. What the fuck? This song is ass. Like, I, like I've seen some of my fifth grade students like reciting the lyrics to this song, and I'm like, oh, oh, Lord. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. God help those kids cuz their their music taste is 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 oh, oh Lord. Oh Lord. Uh pump rock heavy metal low pump. Low pump on a heavy metal song. That's going to work. Never. Um next we got Mother by Megan Trainer. I hate this song so much. I hate Megan Trainer's music. I hate her music at this point. I actually just don't like it at all. I hate it. Mind your business, bitch. Will I am Britney Spears. What the fuck is this song? Mind your, mind your, mind your, mind your, mind your, mind your business. Mind your, mind your, mind your, mind your, mind your, mind your business. Oh my god, this is like amazing. If this was like 2004, could you imagine this in 2004? Oh. Man, not even 2004, 2010, 2011. Oh my God, this would have been a hit. I would have loved this song probably. But we got a wash Will I Am and a washed Britney Spears on a song in 2023. What the fuck do you think was going to happen? Britney Spears is in her fucking kitchen dancing with knives. You think she's going to give us something special on this song? Hell no. She's just ass. She's just ass. And Will I Am has been dropping pure dog shit for the past couple years. It's fucking disappointing. Shit. I had to throw my hat on the floor, man. It's dog shit. Jesus Christ. Terrible. 
terrible, terrible, terrible fucking song. My goodness, man. I never want to hear that song ever again in my life. Jesus Christ. Bongos, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion. This is not WAP Part 2. The only thing we got, we got some ass shaking, dancing, alcohol being promoted in the video, and that was that. And then dresses and tropical and, and water. That nice, great. Song provided nothing. Cardi B's dog shit. Megan Thee Stallion gave us a weird ass verse, regular ass verse, whatever. Nothing crazy. Slut me out. Enerly Chapa, no need for a song to be this fucking so sexually explicit ever. Um, I will never need to know about a man's desire about getting his gooched licked. That just came out of my fucking mouth. Let's move on. Oh my god. You know, some of those songs I really feel like I I can make it to the music industry. <laughs> oh man. I mean fuck. Some of these and, and and again, some of these songs were big songs. Like Barbie World was huge because of the movie. Um actually no, I'm kidding. None of these songs were actually big. Like a lot of these songs were just a bunch of flops. Like Mind Your Business was a flop. But because they were ass, they were, they were ass. So I guess it was very fair enough that these songs were not big enough. But yeah, that was that. But speaking of the worst songs of all time, not uh, transitioning from, excuse me, tra transitioning from the worst songs of all time or of 2023, but some of them might be at an all time case. Let's talk about the top 50 best songs of the year. Shit, I was doing this list last night and I was like, Lord, what am I going to do? What am I going to do with this list? It's hard to rank some of these songs, man. I have 50 songs here, and I don't know how the hell I came up with 50 songs. It's it's legit, like, fucking impossible. It's really hard, man, to do it. It's really hard to do this. But I had to. I had to. And so I have it here. Top 50 songs of 2023. Let's get straight to it. At number 50, I got, oh my, oh my God. Little Jeans. No, I'm kidding. New Jeans. Oh, my God. This is the first K-pop song I heard in 2023. Came out early, early in January. It was my first taste, my first little dap into K-pop. Yes, your boy was tapping into some K-pop in 2023. I said I was last season. Last season. what, a, Bro, I'm not an athlete. Last year, I was... I said that I was going to tap into um into um to K-pop and I did I did tap into some K-pop. Um so yeah, I tapped into New Jeans and I really liked the song. Oh my god, it 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 started off with a year with a bang. It was a banger. I fuck with it. Number 49, Delhi by Ice Spice. She's showing her panty. She's shaking like jelly. Honey bands Chanelli. and I'm still shaking ass in the jelly. In a deli, not in a celly. Fuck. I fucked up the lyrics. Whatever. Great song. Number 48, Tantor, Danny Brown. Great song. Number 47, Sweet Relief, Madison Beer. Love this song. Number 46, 500 Pounds. Lil Tekka. Liked it. Like that. Like that. 
Number 45, I got Water by Tyler. Tyler's that it girl. She gonna be a star. She gonna be a superstar. She already is. Tyler, uh, Tyler dropped a huge song with Water. And then she dropped the remix with Travis Scott. And that shit was also gas. When the remix is also good, that's when you know you're doing something great. Number 44, Meteo Queir. Karol G and Kali Uchis. Oh, my two beautiful Colombian queens. Just, oh man. Oh man. Just just making magic happen. Man, I want a Karol G and, and a Kali Uchis album. Can we get that next year? Can we get that next year? I would love to see that. Those fine-ass women know how to make some fucking good-ass music. They are some good-ass fucking musicians. Number 43. 43. Fighting My Demons. Ken Carson. I've been fighting my demons. I've been fighting my... I need it. I need it. I need it. Number 42. Golden Hour. By Mike. Featuring Larry June. Production amazing by The Alchemist. I need it. God damn. The T's going off. Number 41, I Got Feelings by Georgia Smith, Jay Huss. Great collab. Like it very much. Dancing Circles, Sanfa. And number 40, great song, great production. 39, I have Denver by Jack Harlow. He's rapping. He rapping, rapping on this one. 38, I got Poison Ivy, Tory Lanez from the Alone at Prom Deluxe. Oh, yes. Give it to me. Pause. Number 37, I got Flooded the Face, one of the best intro songs of 2023. Flooded the Face, back at the Wraith, Lil Uzi did his thing. Number 36, I got Valentina by Daniel Caesar. Valentina, baby. I'm not going to sing the rest of the song. It's amazing. Go listen to it if you haven't heard it. Listen to the whole album because it's so fucking good. Listen to that. Number 35, I got Princess Diana. By Ice Spice featuring Nicki Minaj. I could do the li- I could do honestly, I could do the remix. I could do the original version. I don't give a fuck. I can add both in, in this 35 spot. Number 34, I got Greatness by Quavo. Like I said earlier in the episode, great tribute song to take off from Quavo. It's great. It's great, man. It's definitely probably the best song off the new Rocket Power album that I wasn't a crazy fan of. Number 33, Save My Grace. Offset featuring Travis Scott. I like it. I like it. It's a banger. It's a banger. 32, Modern Jam, Travis Scott featuring Modern Jam himself. The Modern Jam himself, Teaser Touchdown. Um, amazing production. One of the craziest songs of the year. Uh, I love it. It's it's so much going on, but it's amazing. Number 31, First Person Shooter, Drake and J. Cole. I mean, we got a Drake and J. Cole song in 2023. We got we to gotta respect the moment. We got to appreciate the moment. This is Drake we're talking about and J. Cole. We got to appreciate the moment. I'm going to move closer to the screen. Number 30, Boys a Liar Part 2. Absolute bop. Absolute bop. Pink Panthers, Ice Spice was doing their fucking, oh my God, this cute little aesthetic. They sound like little girls, but it sounds amazing. It sounds so good. Amazing. Feather by Sabrina Carpenter. Great pop song. No Pole, number 28. By, the, by Don Tolliver. Oh, shit. Fuck. Love it. She don't want to shrimp no more. Don't want to hit that pole. Great song. Number 27, I got White Crocs. Jordan Ward. I don't got White Crocs, but I got some Blue Crocs. But fuck it. We, we're good. Number 26, Rush by Troy Sivan. I feel the rush. Addicted to your... Yeah, we good. 
Number 25, Palisades, California, Larry June and the Alchemist, and Big Sean featuring. Great song, man. One of the best songs off the Great Escape Project, for sure. Vampire, number 24 by Olivia Rodrigo. The, one of the best singles of the whole year. Fuck all that. Fuck all that. Amazing. Vampire, Olivia, love you. You're amazing. Number 23, The Idol. I'm kidding, not The Idol. Not the, not the show. The Isle. Yes, like The Isle. Aisle seven, candy, snacks, the aisle by Pink Panthers. Groovy song. Love the production. The B switch is amazing. Oh, and Pink Panthers voice. I, I love it. Number 22, home to another one. Madison Beer. Banger, 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 banger. 21, telekinesis. Oh, my goodness. Levitation music. Levitating. I'm ascending to the skies with this song right here. Telekinesis by Travis Scott with SZA and with Future. I need it. I love it. Number 20, Scientists and Engineers with Killer Mike um, and Andre 3000 and Future. What the fuck? Killer Mike, Andre and Future. That's just a random collab. And here we go. We need it. Number 19, 2021 vibes. Lucky vibe. Literally a vibe. Literally a vibe. I love it. It's great. Truth or Dare, number 18 by Tyler. This is my favorite Tyler song of the whole year. I thought Water was going to blow away everybody, and it did. But Truth or Dare, I really like that song a lot. One of my favorite. Number 17, I Wish You Roses by Caliucci's. Oh, man. So good. So good. Number 16, Me and My Cup, Kem Carson. This is one of the craziest beats of all of 2023. I don't hear people talking about how insane that beat on Me and My Cup is. The beat is insane. I listen to that shit on my headphones. I want to fucking break things. It, it's, it does something to me. It boils my blood, but in a good way. Not like I want to... It, it, it makes me come violent, but like a good kind of violence. I just want to be aggressive for no reason. Like That's what it does to me. Number 15. This is actually my most listened to song... This was at the top of my uh, uh, my Spotify Wrapped. This song actually, uh, "Super Shy" by New Jeans. I listen to the song a lot. It's a very fast paced banger, and it's fire. I love it. I love it. Drive me crazy. Number fourteen, Lil Yachty, and I forgot the 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 woman who who drew the song. I forgot. Um, Drive me crazy. Great single. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Always. Number thirteen, Daniel Caesar. Always. That's it. Number 12, Perfect, JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown. This is the best song off of the album. I'm kidding. It's the second best song off the album because there's there's another song on that album that's going to be number something. Uh, at number 11, The Shoe Fits by Drake. We need more Drake storytelling, dissing people. We need more version. We need more Drake of, of in his bag, just doing shit like this. I need more lyrical exercises. Just six minutes of him just dissing people, talking about what's fucked up with these women in this generation, just talking about the ins and outs, talking about the game plan, talks about the execution. Uh, oh, man, I need it. I need more of it, man. This is a great example, man. And the beat is so smooth, so great. And somehow it's still not a top 10 song. Number 10, I have Mosquito. I hate mosquitoes, but this is this is the exception here. Pink Panthers. Love it. Love it. Love it. Great song. Number nine, I got Sorry Not Sorry. 
Sorry, not sorry. By Tyler the Creator. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. This is a great song. Great song. Just means something to me. You know what I mean? It just means something. It means something to me. Number eight, I got Moonlight Caliuchis. This is the best song off the album. I really feel like it is. It's just a great single. Makes me feel like a bad bitch. I'm not gonna lie. Makes me feel like a bad bitch. I have no reason to feel like that, but if if, if a song can do that to you, it, it would have to be this one for me. Um, number seven, Agora Hills. Another song. Funny enough, that would low-key, maybe that makes me feel like a bad bitch too, but it's fun. It's lovey. It's dovey. It's the best song off of the Doja Cat album, Scarlet. I fuck with it. I really like this one a lot. Number six, Kingdom Hearts Key, JPEG Mafia, Danny Brown, and Red Veil. Production at a thousand by JPEG Mafia. Sample flip, amazing. Red Veil's verse, great. This was a perfect, one of the perfect songs of the year. Just my goodness. Entering the top five, we got number five, Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl, Olivia Rodrigo. Nothing hits more. Then Olivia Rodrigo tapping into that rock fucking lane. Because Good For You did that to me in 2021. And it's still hidden. It's still hidden. Ballad of a Homeschool Girl is hitting like prime berry motherfucking bonds. It is hitting. It is not striking out. It is not getting walked. It is just hitting fucking home runs to deep left center fucking right whatever field. It's just doing its job. It's just doing its job. It's hitting. It's hitting. And yet it's still not a top three song. It's still not a top three song in the year. I know it's crazy. Number four, I got ADM and Charlotte. This is this is the Drake that I love. Like this is this is like I like a lot of different versions of Drake, but when he's just rapping and giving us like these softer, like just just giving us bars fat just giving us bars to to feast to to look at, like this is drake the rapper you call him a pop star you call him a a, a singer a, a a bullshit singer a a, a fucking r&b star you call him anything a, a country star or whatever you call him anything but a rapper this is a song where it's it it just excels at that and he's going to give it to you man and if Drake was always in his bag like this, God knows what Drake could make. Because it's unfortunate that he can't always make songs like this. And it's fine if he doesn't make songs like this all the time. Because, of course, he loves to switch it up and he likes to give the people what they want. He wants to give you the big songs. You know, he wants to give you the, the bangers. He wants to give you the club songs. He wants to give songs for the homies, songs for the bitches, songs for... Well, Sorry. Songs for the women out there, for the respectable young women out there. Um, you know what I mean? He wants to give songs for everybody to listen to. And this just feels like that certain type for the fans, the, the fans who just love him rapping. It's just what this is what I want more than all the other kind of shit that he does. It's just one of my favorite versions of Drake. T to be honest, it's just my favorite version, to be honest. It's just it's just too good to listen to. It's just too past. We get this like once every one, we get one of these songs on every couple albums. We don't get this kind of shit all the time. So it feels great. Feels great. And number three, I have I Know by Travis Scott. The fact that I wasn't crazy on this song at first is actually insane. 
And then just a couple listens after, or the second listen after, I'm just like, this is one of the best songs of the year. It's one of the most addicting songs of the year. This song's like cocaine, to be honest with you. I've listened to the song so much. The hook is so catchy. I saw the song live, being performed live when I went to the Travis Scott concert. It's a different fucking feeling. It is a different fucking feeling. I love this song so much. And number two, I have Kitchen Lights by Westside Gun and Stove God Cooks. It is so weird how one of the most disappointing albums of the year by Westside Gun, the And Then You Pray For Me album, that was just a bunch of trap songs and a bunch of little boom bap songs that were good as well. But we listened to this fucking orchestral absolute masterpiece of production just casually miss this song is just misplaced you know this song doesn't even deserve to be on this album to be honest with you this should be on pray for paris this should be on literally almost any other of west side gun's best albums for me that kitchen lights is the second best song of the whole year and it's on an album that I don't even want to give it in the top 50 at all because it's not a top 50 album on my list this season. It's kind of weird. It's so weird how this song is just being misplaced. It's just it's just hiding in there. The fact that I don't like this album so much, I could, it could have been a song I could have just skipped over and not paid attention to it. But my goodness, the first time I, the first time I heard this song, this is production the violin, the piano, just the, the bro, this song, the production itself, listening to the instrumental, you're like, I'm about to cry. This shit just sounds so fucking beautiful. And then the rap verses, the emotion behind it. Why the fuck did we not get more of these songs? That's my thing. We got Kitchen Lights and then we got fucking uh, Chloe and like, uh, the the others I don't even remember the other songs from the album. Anything off the other album, like anything from the other from the album, we get this song as well. Like this song is too good to be on that fucking album. Like it's it shouldn't it shouldn't have been there. It was just it wipes. It just absolutely wipes every song on the album. Like it's it's a complete blowout. It is one against the other twenty songs. A one versus 20. That one, Kitchen Lights wipes everything. It wipes every song on the album. It was one man fighting against 20 other fucking people. And that one man smoked everybody. Because all the other fighters were just throwing some weak ass punches and not even affecting this guy. Like, you know what I mean? It just, it just clears. It just absolutely clears. But then we got the number one song of the year. We got the top song of 2023 you guys want to know what it is utopia track number four my eyes my eyes my eyes his eyes your your eyes God's Eyes. God's Country. No, not God's Country. Fuck that song. My Eyes is the number one song. Hold on. Let me put this shit right. All right. Is the number one song of 2023. Yes, I said it right. I said it. I said it. I said it. I said it. Yeah. 
Yeah. This is a top five Travis Scott song of all time. This is the best song off of Utopia. We needed a song like this. Bro sounded like Frank Ocean in the in the first half of the song. And it just, just sounds incredible. He just sounds incredible. Then the beat transitions. The sample feature for like five seconds. And then we get that incredible, remarkable, sensational, generational verse from Travis Scott after the beat switches with the intense flow. The emotion, the heartfeltness, the lyrics. Putting all of that shit in that verse makes this song the best song of 2023. One of the best sounding songs in production, the best flow, one of the best cadences, one of the best verses of the entire year in one song. One of the best features, even though it was for five seconds, in one song. This is a song that people remember for uh, for Travis Scott's catalog because it's honestly one of his more important songs. It just, it kind of starts off Utopia. It doesn't start off Utopia. It's like the fourth song on the album. And, you know, it's one of the first songs off the album, but it just sends you into a different, like, zone. It just changed your perspective on it. Even him talking briefly about the actual incident, giving in on like, you know, of course, if I had the power to go back and know if my fans were, you know, my fans were, you know, suffering and and what they were going through and, and the whole situation, I felt like I would have, I would have wanted to be a superhero, a superhero and save my fans and not have to go through that. And, and for that to, you know, just mesmerize him and, and just put him down and just for him to like feel like it's almost done like th- there's no way he could come back from this there's no way that he could have a performance or he can have a concert or even go on tour with an an incident where multiple people just perish at a show because of the lack of security and 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 just well even the decision making from other people around the other people and and just a bunch of other things that you want to say what went wrong it just it just sucks it just sucks and obviously he had to go through that and felt through that and, and it just but he's back he's back better than ever he came back strong from that and and he fucking dominated rap music this year in 2023 like, who the fuck had the bigger album in 2023 in the rap scene? Nobody. Nobody. My Eyes was the best song off of Utopia. And I know it was a great song. And there's a bunch of other great songs off the album. And for me, it's hard to kind of pick and choose. But My Eyes, I feel like it's just, it takes it to a different level. I will give you the top 50 best albums tomorrow. Because I kind of want to save up for a bit. But yes, top 50 albums. I'll do that tomorrow. But those were my top 50 songs of 2023. Thank you guys so much for watching today's episode. Tomorrow, I will be back. I will be back for tomorrow's episode. So stay tuned to that. We will do the third annual 
JC versus Lily Podcast Awards show tomorrow night. So yeah, cannot wait for that. Thank you guys so much for watching. See you guys tomorrow night for the last episode of 2023. Uh, say a final goodbye to 2023 and then moving on to 2024. See you guys in a bit. Take care and peace out, my friends.